Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading today comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is Finding Value in the Past. Through recovery, we realize our childhood experiences have great spiritual value. We recognize that we can help ourselves and others. Big Red Book, page 334. Man, the notion that this would be true when I came into the program was, would have been ridiculous. And I think when people say a life beyond uh, what they would have imagined, I don't know if that's what it is. It's just a completely different life. Um, to be grateful for these types of things and you know, to do the work and see that you know, I could be a, a, a value to somebody else because I never really thought that I was of value of anything for a long period of time. Back to the reading. In ACA, our journey back to the trauma of our childhoods does not come without pain. For some of us, the intensity of the feelings may be greater now than they were because we were not allowed to feel or show our feelings as children. As adults, until we started this journey, most of us did not let ourselves feel the powerlessness and vulnerability that is necessary to heal our woundedness. Man, recovery really happens in group. It takes a village. At the start of recovery, if someone had said that one day we would look at our childhood experiences as having value, many of us might have had great doubt that would occur. Some of us avoided this journey because we thought that if we ever started to cry, we wouldn't be able to stop. I didn't think that would help. Kind of like feeling your feelings. But with faith in our higher power and the strength of our fellow travelers, we became willing. The guidance of the steps and the support of other ACAs helped us release the pain of our past. The sharing of our experiences helped us see spiritual value in what we were finding, not only for ourselves, but because of the hope we offer to other recovering adult children. On this day, I know that being willing to share my journey helps me first and foremost, but it also helps others understand that this journey is spiritual. I'm now able to reconcile my past and live in serenity. The next reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is service. Service work is a key aspect of the ACA recovery program. Service is our way of giving back to ACA what was freely given to us by the fellowship. We were pressed into service as children, so service in ACA may mistakenly feel the same, right? Like transactional, not having a choice, um, stressful. But there is a cr critical distinction. Our families did not allow us to choose to do service. However, in ACA, we are asked if we wish to be of service. I just love ACA because it talks about giving service from a place of love. You know, other programs like service, service, you have to do it, you have to do it. And it's like, okay. Um, as much as I love the other programs, but you know, I need a, you know, it takes a village, it takes a village of programs. The choice is ours. No guilt trips or manipulation. If we don't want to do service, the members will still accept and love us. Maybe that service is not something we are willing to do for a while because we're still working on ourselves. First things first we say, and others support that decision. Speaking of which, now I'm starting to understand why books based on spiritual principles, specifically Covey's book, but first things first, begin with an end in mind, being proactive, you know, uh, values a principle-centered life, you know, based on spiritual principles of things such as acceptance and forgiveness, um, thinking win-win, that is like the St. Francis prayer, uh, synergize that's like you know really you know to me that's step four and five and really evaluating your assets um, sharpen the saw that's the spiritual the meditation renewal um, the service and seek for seek to understand first to be understood that's in the prayer it's unbelievable that I'm actually learning how to implement the things in my life because of recovery um, it's just why it's such a joy to do this back to the reading 
choice is ours. No guilt trips or manipulation. If we don't want to do service, the members still accept and love us. Maybe that service is not something we are willing to do for a while because we are still working on ourselves. First things first, we say, and others support that decision. ACA gives us the room and time to grow into the wonderful human being we were meant to be. Somewhere along the way, though, we may begin to understand that service is a form of thank you, of giving back. We can give back by doing service at the group level, the inner group level, and the world level. We all do service at the individual level every time we attend a meeting and share. On this day, if I've grown to the point where I have authentic love to give to my fellow ACAs, I will give service from that space of love. The next reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is revenge. No matter how long we've been recovering, no matter how solid our spiritual ground, we may still feel an overwhelming desire at times to punish or get even with another person. We want revenge. We want to see the other person hurt the way he or she has hurt us. We want to see life deal that person just rewards. In fact, we would like to help life out. Those are normal feelings, but we do not have to act on them. These feelings are part of our anger, but it's not our job to deal justice. We can allow ourselves to feel anger. It is helpful to go one step deeper and let ourselves feel the other feelings. Ooh, the hurt, the pain, the anguish. Yeah, so when I'm getting angry, what is the pain behind it? Is maybe, you know, not being able to do something that my dad wanted to do, you know? But our goal is to release the feelings and be finished with them. We can hold the other person accountable. We can hold the other person responsible. But it's not our responsibility to be judge and jury. Actively seeking revenge will not help us. It will block us and hold us back. Walk away. Stop playing the game. Unhook. Learn your lesson. Thank the other person for having taught you something valuable and be finished with it. Put it behind with the lesson intact. Acceptance helps, so does forgiveness. Not the kind that invites that person to use us again, but a forgiveness that releases the other person and sets him or her free to walk his separate path while releasing our anger and resentments. That sets us free to walk our own path. Today, I will be as angry as I need to be with the goal of finishing my business with others. Once I've released my hurt and anger, I will strive for healthy forgiveness. Forgiveness with boundaries. I understand that boundaries, coupled with forgiveness and compassion, will move me forward. And the final reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is getting through hard times. We are sturdy beings. But in many ways, we are fragile. We can accept change and loss, but this comes at our own pace in our own way. And only God and we can determine the timing. Hard times, stressful times, are not all there is to life, but they are a part of life, growth, and moving forward. What we do with hard times or hard energy is our choice. We can use the energy of hard times to work out and work through our issues. We can use it to fine-tune our skills and our spirituality. That's the thing, is always to be afraid of hard times when that's really where the change happens. That's where I found the gym. That's where I had the humility. That's where I found the rooms. One of my biggest fears is just being unemployed and not having that job. And that's that pain has been every time I've come back better. Well, not every, well, <laughs> the last time, you know, and that's when I found recovery. So that's kind of funny. Anyways, hard times can motivate and mold us to bring out our best. We can use these times to move forward and upward to higher levels of living, loving, and growth. The choice is ours. We will let ourselves feel. Will we take a spiritual approach, including gratitude toward the event? Will we question life and our higher power by asking what we're supposed to be learning and doing? Or will we use the incident to prove old negative beliefs? Will we say, nothing good ever happens to me. I'm just a victim. People can't be trusted. 
Life isn't worth living. We do not always require hard energy or stress to motivate us to grow and change. We do not have to create stress, seek it, or attract it. But if it's there, we can learn to channel it into growth and to use it for achieving what's good in life. God, let my hard times be healing times. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kuan Salutra reminding myself to pause when agitated. That's where my higher power is. To feel my feelings. To not just feel the anger, but the hurt behind the anger. You know, for the most part, most guys, when they get, uh, including me, when I'm fearful, I get angry, you know. Um, so feeling my feelings is really good. And to be still and know. Don't just do something. Stand there. Lie down or sit there.